Live and in stereo, it's Shay Ashley with Main Character Energy. Welcome back, Skeleton Squad, to another episode of Main Character Energy. It is your host, Shay Ashley, joined by Miss Taylor. And Tay sent me a text and was like, hey, I have a surprise topic for us to talk about. So I have no flu. Yep. I have the topic this week, and I just want to throw it at you and see what what's going to be said about it. Okay. okay. This is real time, y'all. You're getting a real reaction. <laughs> okay. So... I want to talk about how we need to start analyzing our feelings the moment that we are triggered and stop being triggered and just leaving it at the fact like I'm triggered. And this is coming from a huge self revelation where Austin and I were in the car in a parking lot and I was asking him something and like a lady had asked us the same question in another car, a little bit away from us. And I was talking over him like I have ADHD. My meds are done at the end of the day. I'm interrupting him. I'm being rude. Like, it's just like a thought comes to my mind. I can Mm -hmm. answer her question. Like, let's go. Austin went and covered my mouth with his hand. Not aggressive, not mean, nothing like that. Lately, like, shh, I don't know why you have to interrupt me. And the way that he said it and those actions triggered the fuck out of me. However, I didn't know that I was triggered. I viewed it as I was upset. And the upsetness continued for way longer than it should have. So, mm-hmm. like, my body, I just felt, like, physically uncomfortable in my being. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. It makes sense. Great. No, I get you. Like in my skeleton. Perfect. I felt fucking uncomfortable in my body. And I was, I literally was in bed and I was like, I don't fucking get this. Like, that's the one thing that happened. I feel safe as fuck with this man. Like he would never do anything to hurt me. And I was like, why the fuck do you feel like this, Taylor? And I honed in on the triggering rather than just pushing it off. And I realized in that moment and had like a whole fucking like, Honestly, like, it's like a mental breakdown almost just because I realized that I have shoved so much significant shit Mm -hmm. down over the years from my abusive relationship experience. And now that I'm finally in a relationship where I feel fully and completely loved by someone and safe as anything, no matter what, like, On a good day, on a bad day, I know that he would never do anything to hurt me, physically, verbally, anything. Yeah. And I even told Austin, I was like, I realized that this is the first time in my life that I have felt so secure in a relationship with someone Mm -hmm. that now I feel like it's it's almost like my brain feels more comfortable with Mm -hmm. letting down the barricades and like letting me remember the things that I once was so disheveled from. Yeah. And I, I broke down then because I was just like, Oh fuck. We like, we really got to start to address this now because the balls in my court, like if I don't fucking just take it and go that I'm going to continuously run into these events that literally leave me paralyzed thinking about the past. And that's not how I want to live my life. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I think this I think this is a great topic. Um, and even without you and I talking about it beforehand, this is something that I've been thinking about. And we even kind of very briefly touched on it last episode, not quite as deep as we're going to go this episode. Um, but it does go back to the importance of like, talk to yourself. Like, you literally yeah, had to sit down with yourself and be like, all right, bitch, let's have a conversation. What happened? How do we feel about it? And let's dig into that. Let's have your own therapy session with yourself. Set aside, you know, 15 minutes to sit down and literally talk to yourself about it. And so, when I said in the last episode, I'm like, listen, bitch, like you got to I think we're upset. I was sitting on my bed and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that man loves you. Why are you feeling like this? Because it was such an unsettling feeling. And yeah. I, I like if I didn't do that, then I would have gone to my natural shoving it down. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like. I mean, you know how big of a self-sabotager I am in relationships. I think that now that I'm in a relationship that I want to be in and that the other person wants to be in, I'm like self-sabotaging myself any time that I feel something that I know affected me from a past relationship. If I don't address it then and there or even acknowledge it, how it made me feel then I feel like I'm just continuously regressing. No, I get that. And I like that you mentioned that now because you're in such a secure relationship, you feel like your brain is allowing you to understand that a little more, which is exactly what your brain does. And we've talked about this before. We're like, your brain has this defense mechanism built in and will regress things for you and push them out of your memory so that way you can continue living. And when your body and your brain feels like, okay, this is something she can handle now and this is something he or she needs to be you know, aware of about themselves, like you're... Once you start doing work on yourself, you'll start to notice that those things naturally kind of open themselves up to you and it just it continues to help propel you through this journey and like shows you what your next steps are because going into the process of like trying to be a better person and focusing on your mental health you don't always know where to start and more so than that you don't always know where it's gonna go none of us I'm literally getting anxious like while you're talking like I I'm literally like having my like I usually play with my hands or like crack my knuckles and stuff like that for my anxious tics. And like, that's exactly what I started doing when I was thinking about this. Like, because right after my realization, my next thought was like, oh, fuck, I got to hit up my my therapist. (laughs) I probably need to make some appointments with her because like now the cat's out of the bag. We got to just address it right now. And like, I it's just it's so fucking uncomfortable to me. It's that it's. I mean, I I don't know how to even put this. Like, I know that it affects me, obviously. But, like, I literally, I can't even explain it. I have never felt the same type of emotional tug on myself since being in that relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? And the way that that situation and, like, the actions and the way that the words were said threw me into a spiral of the past. Literally like almost PTSD. I did. Yeah. No. And I reacted the same exact way that I would have if I was still with that guy too often. Yep. And like I had to take a full day, like a full fucking day to really understand what was happening to me before I could communicate that to him. Like, I and I told him I was like I'm fucked up like and I just straight up said to him like I have never been able to realize these things about myself because I it's almost like I've been with partners 
that I was still trying to let them let me be me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a fault of my own. You know, I understand that like you're entering a new relationship. You should be like shedding any type of fears from your past. Forget that stuff, whatever. But that's way easier said than done. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes people don't understand that. And Quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if any of my past partners said that, like, that was the reason that we ended, you know? No, I I totally get what you're saying. I think it's something that a lot of people have dealt with in relationships because, like, I've even had it where, like, I'll get the comment, I'm not your ex. Stop treating me like him. And I'm like, I completely understand what you're saying, but my brain is coming from a place of experience and whether you are that person or not, whether you are going to do the things to me that they did, something you're doing right now, whether it's what you're saying or how you're acting is setting off triggers in my brain that is saying, hey, the last time we were in a situation that made us feel like this, that resembled something similar to this, it didn't end well. So get out. It's not, it's not us not liking the other person. It's our brain taking over and it's that fight or flight kicking in and you don't really have an option. Like you literally go into, okay, I'm in an uncomfortable situation. My brain is not liking what's going on right now. And it's making that very fucking clear. And it, in that moment, it doesn't matter who you're with or justifying it. Like your brain is trying to tell you something like you're in a trance. Literally. Yeah. That's okay. So you know what I was thinking of when you started explaining this story was when I was at the gym and I saw the person that assaulted me and it had been five years. And for five years, I hadn't really thought about it, talked about it, had no issues, went about my life, thought I was totally fine, saw him and literally froze. Like, There was nothing I could do. It didn't matter where I was or he didn't even say anything to me. It was just simply being in his presence and knowing he was there sent me into this trance of like almost like a little bit of like a PTSD like episode of like, hey, we don't love this. Let's get out of this situation. And it wasn't until after that that I was like, hmm, you know what? This is probably, you know, the universe telling me that I need to figure this out. I need to work through this a little more than I have. And, you know, I I thought of something that's like way more common to compare it to if people like haven't had this type of experience yet. It's like going through a breakup and then going out with your friends and seeing your ex at the bar Mm -hmm. with someone new. Mm -hmm. That gut feeling, the way that your heart just sinks to your stomach, Mm -hmm. that is that's the feeling like you're fine in person if anyone's looking at you, you know, but inside in your own head, you're like, I can't do fucking anything anything right now like what the fuck like a deer in the fucking headlights and that shit's fucked up like that is so messed up but imagine not seeing your ex and having this just be a moment that causes you to do that Mm -hmm. like at least when you're looking at another human being you could be like "Eh, i wish that they just died or like disintegrated after we broke up you know but like i can't say like oh no i'm having this feeling i just want to die i could it's not like the proper solution to it like it's not gonna make me a better person but you cannot just like fucking address it that way so i know i understand wholeheartedly that i'm at a very different point in my journey with this than other people are so i'm not gonna go and preach like when you're triggered keep on thinking about it keep on Mm -hmm. trying to like push Mm -hmm. through that thought but i was so shaken up by the fact that like I continued to feel that way in my house with my man. And like, there was no reason to, 
the past relationship ended five years ago. And it's almost like that was the perfect amount of time because that's how long our fucking relationship lasted. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now my brain's finally like, hey, honey, um, sorry to do this to you, but I'm going to start to just lift the floodgates a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we're going to slowly let some shit just fuck you up because like it looks like you're with someone really great and probably forever. Right. Okay, so enjoy this ride. I got waterboarded. I got (laughs) Well, and on top of that, I think not only is it, you know, your brain saying, hey, you're in a safe, stable relationship now, one that can handle, you know, or support you going through this. But on top of that, I also think it's somewhat of like the universe divine intervention type of thing of like, God, if you, yes, God, you're God, my God, everybody's God whomever you believe in. It's it's God telling you that, hey, if you want to be in this relationship long term, if this is the person you're going to be with forever, you have to work through this in order for that to be successful. I truly believe that like you have to work through your past traumas in order to get to your higher self and get to that person you want to be in that life you want to have and that relationship you want to have. You have to work through those demons and make friends with them, basically. And that's a lot easier said than done. It's it's a daunting task. It's terrifying. You don't know where it's going to lead. There's lots of tears and emotions that come up. And, you know, most people don't love that. Most people don't want to be triggered about, you know, something in their past and dwell on it and cry about it, but it really does help. A lot of this goes back to, and Taylor said this, validating yourself in the moment. And instead of saying like, oh, you know, I'm crazy for feeling this way or something like that, letting yourself know, saying something along the lines of, it makes sense that I feel angry right now because this just happened. That makes sense. Anger is an appropriate response for my body to have based off of that situation or saying I'm having a normal reaction to what is happening around me. Even if everybody else isn't reacting how I'm reacting, it's still a normal reaction. You know what? Validating yourself in the moment because we very quickly jump to, oh, well, I'm just being crazy. I just need to ignore it. Like makes it a thousand times worse. And that's when it latches onto you. That's when it turns into baggage. Or if you're thinking like, oh, well, that's not my relationship now. That's all in the past. If that's your method of pushing it down, like, no, no, no. That might have been in the past, but you were also in the past. You are also still affected by the things that you've experienced because your experiences are what make you who you are. Mm -hmm. Your past affects your future self. And you can't learn from the past in the moment. Like you're not, you know, in the present, you're learning in school, but you're not learning from your experiences as they're happening as much as we want to say we are. Like you learn when you look back on your past experiences and you go, huh, don't love how that happened. Not going to do it that way again. Or whom, I love how that went down. I need to make sure I make that a habit. And to comment off of that, actually yesterday, I was just, you know, scrolling through Pinterest, whatever, on my homepage and how all the random nonsense Mm -hmm. pops up. And it's talking about practices of a healthy relationship. And one of the bullet points was supportive of each other's growth and healing. Like, oh, my freaking goodness gracious. Healing. Like, This is what mental health is. This is exactly what it is, because even though they aren't physical damages to our body, they still need to be addressed. They are still scars left on our person. Mm -hmm. And I just I literally I was like healing. And I immediately thought of Austin and I was like, he is my person to heal with. 
He mm-hmm. is the one that's going to be there supporting me. And that's why I felt comfortable. Again, I did not have this conversation with him that night. I told him to not talk to me for the rest of that night when this incident <laughs> happened because I was just like, don't fucking touch me like that ever. Because, yeah. you know, still, like, disrespectful. We'll be honest here. Like, don't yeah, like, me. don't put your hand over my mouth. You shouldn't do that to anybody. You but, shouldn't. You shouldn't. But, but, but. Again, didn't mean it in a mean, malicious way. And being quick, like, like Shh, you're yelling and you don't need to. She can't really even hear you type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I was like, it took me a whole fucking day to try and even tell him. Like, my communication wasn't smooth either. We started talking when I had gotten home the next day from work. And I had told him about, oh my, like I had like such a fucking mental breakdown, guys. I really did because the next morning I was driving to work. I was going to turn at a main road and there is this high school aged kid with a backpack standing in the median. I've had like a ridiculous last month of school already. I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to give this kid $20. And then I gave him $20 and I was like, take care of yourself. And I put up my window and I started fucking bawling because I was just like, oh my God, I can't handle all these emotions so suddenly and I haven't been prepared. And I swear to God, up until this point, I have only been crying two times a year for the past seven years, maybe, because I'm just you like, keep it all down because you don't allow yourself like, to like, feel it when it happens. I'm like yeah. just from New Girl, except except for shut it down. I say, shove it down. <laughs> like, I'm not ready to address you. And then this happened. And I was like, well, I guess we are here now, aren't we? It's kind of like, again, what I said last week with work. It's not like I wasn't going to show up for work that day anyway. Yeah. Well, it's not like I can just not show up for myself now. So I have, I've been bugging my therapist about getting an appointment. She's a very busy lady. <laughs> hey, um, if you have any issues with getting an appointment, better help. Check them out. Um, also, I've had people ask after listening to the show, like, can I work with Jamal? I asked him. You can't request him as a therapist, unfortunately. I know. He really is great. I wish everybody could work with him. But back to what we're talking about. I have two (laughs) things to say here. One, this is something I saw on Pinterest, and it says, sit with it. Even though you want to run, even though it's heavy and difficult, even though you're not quite sure of the way through, healing happens by feeling. That's literally exactly what we're talking about. I think as a society and especially like our age group, we all kind of got into this habit of shoving it down and pretending like everything's fine. And that is the whole reason we started this show, because everything's not fucking fine. And that's okay. Maybe it's because our entire generation was told you're okay when we were hurt or upset or crying Mm -hmm. or sad or mad. Maybe that's why. Yeah, the first thing, like, you you fall down, you scrape your knee, you run to mom and dad, and the first thing you hear, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. Like, no, I'm not okay. Validate me. Owie, I have a boo-boo. It hurts. I feel, you know I'm what? allowed to be upset because this hurts. You know what I say to children in my classroom when they're crying? Literally for no reason at all. They just, sometimes they just start crying. It's like they just combust and just, I just go up to them and I say, it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel things. I feel things that make me sad, too. And I want you to know that what you're feeling is very valid. And it is okay that you feel this way. If you want to talk to me, I am always here for you. If you want to talk to someone else, I can help you with that. And if you don't want to talk at all, just know I'm here. 
That's so important because sometimes asking people in the moment for them to point out exactly what it is that's causing this reaction or this emotion is so difficult because you don't always know. So, like even you said it, like I didn't know until 24 hours later why that hit me the way it did. So like asking them in the moment is almost like more stressful. The other thing I wanted to say on that is that because we've gotten into this routine of telling ourselves we're okay and telling everybody else we're okay, we now are embarrassed and almost concerned when we do feel these natural fucking emotions. Your body has a way of regulating itself. Whether like we want to say we play a part in that or not, it's going to regulate your emotions. It regulates every part of you. Your skin regulates itself. It falls off and you grow new skin. It's like just like the same way that your body has cravings for specific types of food to tell you what you are lacking. Yep. Hello, that's what cravings are, ladies. It's not saying that you just want chocolate. It's saying that you need to like up your caloric intake and probably get a little bit of sugar because your Mm -hmm. insulin is low. Yep. Our feelings are telling us address something. We're missing something from our whole being that we aren't addressing. And one thing, and I'm coming at this from like that teacher perspective of ways to explain this to people, like to kids almost, but even just to people that, you know, don't totally understand it or don't want to. When it gets too hot outside in the summertime, what does the world do to help make it not be so fucking hot, Taylor? What does it do? Rains. It rains. It's the same thing your body does. When there's too much going on and you're a little too hot and uncomfortable and fucking dealing with too much shit, you rain, you fucking cry. And I can promise you, you can fight those tears all you want. But the second you let it happen, you're coming out of that rainstorm and you're seeing a rainbow and you're understanding more of why you felt that way in the first place. Let yourself fucking feel it. Let yourself cry. I love that, Shay. I that is that's fucking wow. Especially because when I say like I'm crying, I was like my eyes just start to sweat. Mm -hmm. It just happens. And that's exactly like that's to your point. If the inside of my body is filled up with so much heat from emotions that I'm not addressing that need to be addressed in order to make me a better me, then like it heats up my eyeballs and it's like just gonna ball out here buddy and i'm like okay i can't see the car in front of me but it's fine it's literally your brain and your body's way of like cleansing it's like hey we're gonna cool you off for a quick second then we're gonna come back to it and we're gonna look with clearer eyes literally and figuratively you just cleansed your eyeballs you will see things clearer following this so don't be afraid to cry don't be afraid of emotion like especially our male listeners we don't have a ton of you but I am talking to you. Poor men. Like, y'all feel like you can't do anything because if you cry, then you're feminine. But you still need to fucking cry. That's why girls don't shit. Boys cry, girls shit. Can confirm, girls shit. Boys cry and girls poop. But it really does, like, especially, like, the men in general. Like, I'm talking to you. Like, don't feel like just because you have something dangling between your legs means that your body is going to emote differently or cleanse itself differently than somebody who doesn't. We're all wired the same way at the end of the day on the inside. Your body still needs the same things. Just like the whole, oh, guys eat this. Like I hated that trend where it was like what he eats, what I eat. Fuck that. You both need food. Who cares? Yeah. Like I'm just confused why you guys aren't eating like relatively the same meals if you live together. Yeah. uh, Girls. Big girls cry, big boys cry, we all cry, we just need to be okay with it. Like, I'm not telling you to go sit out on the street and cry in front of everybody. That like, would be weird to be that clear. Would be, that would be kind of weird. That, that would be, be kind of, I've probably done it once or twice, but 
not advising everybody. Um, but yeah, we all need to get comfortable fucking crying. And like even Taylor in college, she was like, yeah, I cry like twice a year. And I was like, that's fucking weird. Um, and I believe it because I saw it happen. Like you would, but you would have two full mental breakdowns twice a year. Oh, and it literally oh, yeah. would be because you're, you would get too hot. Your body would boil over and then you would just, but for a full 24 hours, you would be out of commission because you're feeling all of these things at one time. And that's fucking brutal. Let me put it this way. If you know that you're going to get shot by a paintball gun, would you rather take 200 hits at once or one hit over 200 days? Probably take the 200 hits at once, honestly. Really? I don't want God, one that's hit fucking brutal. That's one hit every single day. I want the 200 at one. Oh, my God. See, like, but this is my brain. The whole day. So, so I mean, brain. there are probably other people listening that are like, Shay, what the fuck do you mean? But like, in my head, it's like, yeah, if you hit me once with a paintball, like, yeah, that's going to hurt for a couple minutes and I'm going to move on with my life. But if you get hit with two, you're in the hospital. Like, if you get hit with 200 paintballs in a span of a couple hours, you're in the hospital. Like, you're in severe pain. You've got bruises all over your body. I don't know. I'm thinking, like, 50 to the right arm, 50 to the oh left, 50 to the right. Oh, no, 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 no. These are, bo- these are body left shots. Leg. These are body shots. This isn't just, like, you get to pick where. Like, you might get smacked in the head. You might get, like, smacked in the nipple. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad example. But I'm just trying to say, allow yourself to feel the emotions you're feeling when they happen. Validate yourself. Let yourself know, hey, I'm feeling this for a reason. My body's trying to tell me something. And then allow yourself to have some time to think about it, talk to yourself about it, maybe talk to a therapist about it, talk to a friend about it, and confront it as it comes at you because the more we push this stuff down, the worse it's going to fucking get. Definitely. Like, it doesn't get better. And what I realized from this is that I grew and have grown since that relationship because I focused on me. Yep. And that's perfect. That's fine. That's exactly what I and my body and my brain have needed to do for the past five years Mm -hmm. to get through life, to get the things that I need to get done, done. But now, again, it's like my body was just like, dude, you're good to also focus a little more on intimate details of you. These are things that only I know about. These are feelings that only I know that I've had. And it's like, are you feeling the emotions? See, you're feeling the emotions. (laughs) That's what it's like. Good. Yeah, it's good. My eyes are about to sweat. But again, like I find this shit fucking scary because like these moments that we're in that are I mean, like, obviously, an abusive relationship, an abusive partner, that that's like a grenade that you don't know when's going to go off. So the fact that being in that moment and in that relationship was scary enough, now having to, like, think back to dealing with it, <laughs> no. Like, I literally, I don't even wonder why I shoved it down so much because, like, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, it's hard. It really is. And, like... That is a lot to deal with, but the reason your brain is bringing this up now, the reason this is happening now is because you're in a better position now to deal with it than you were then. It wasn't wrong of you to shove it down then because it's what you needed to do at the time to survive. And that's that's the importance of, 
I think what we need to highlight here is that we're, we're saying to focus on it and feel it, but there are going to be occasions where in order for you to survive, you can't feel it right in the moment. And being in an abusive relationship is one of those situations because if you react the way you would want to react now in that situation, you could be putting yourself in harm's way. Your body in those situations, especially with it being so long-term, is somewhat conditioned to help you manage those situations when you're in them. And your body and your brain at the time did absolutely what was best for you by saying, hey, we can't focus on this right now. In order for us to get out of this relationship and out of this situation, we need to ignore this for the current moment and we'll handle it when we're at a better point. And that's why it's coming up now. You're in a much better situation now and it's going to suck. It really is. I can't say it's going to be easy. Like having those conversations is going to be brutal. When I had to tell Jamal about the assault situation, it was the first time I had opened up about it in five years and I hadn't cried about it. I hadn't talked about it. I felt like I was totally fine with it. I fucking bawled my eyes out. And as I was talking to Jamal, I was learning things about myself and why I reacted the way I did when I did and why I'm feeling the way I do now. And it, you know, it wasn't the easiest conversation to have, but now after having had it, holy shit, such a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. Like thinking about how you felt in that moment and the fact that your body still had that reaction means that you're still carrying the weight of that baggage. Your body still very much feels that baggage on you. And it's saying, hey, just a reminder, we're still carrying this. And whenever you're ready, we're ready to put it down. Yeah, I think also I started thinking about the relationship and Mm -hmm. I've handled relationships that I've had since that one much better in the sense that like you take a little piece of knowledge with you every time that you date someone new and you're able to understand people better and interact with them better just because, you know, you had a relationship before it was a certain way it ended. And now, you know, like what that type of person is like. And with that, I was also thinking like, that's one of my exes that isn't even blocked. That's one of my exes that still has access to my social media profiles. And even sitting with that thought, I was like, how has that happened for so long? And that was the most detrimental situation that you could have ever put yourself in for so long. And I knew I was in a detrimental situation. I mean, fuck, the kid asked me if I wanted to get married when I was 22. And I felt like I had a ball and chain clamped on my ankle. You don't have that feeling when the love of your life asks you if you want to get married in a couple of years, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, Yikes, I guess I need to get out of this relationship if I'm physically feeling a metaphorical object on me. It's just mind boggling. God, you're always going to experience triggers from different shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that this one was just like the physicalness, the verbal that set it off. It was like being in that moment. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you're not going to always have the same level of triggering just because the situation's similar. Like, I mean, I've been told to shut up before since that relationship. I've been told some of the same things since that relationship. And nothing has hit me as hard as it did. Again. Again, it's because I wasn't you. strong yep. enough to be hit that hard. Like, I wasn't suited fucking up. And now it's like, hey, bitch, here you go. Like, fuck. Well, and that's the other thing I want to note is that 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 was something I really struggled with when I was talking about my sexual assault situation is that um, I was feeling really badly about the way I handled it when it happened. 
Like that was more so what I was upset about. I was upset that I didn't say anything. I was upset that I didn't speak up. And it is, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You look back and you're like, you know, I, I should have done it this way. Well, yeah, I should have, could have, would have. But it didn't happen that way. And even though we have autonomy, we hopefully still are going to have autonomy over our bodies. Our brain will take over when it needs to. Our brain is its own muscle. It functions on its own. It controls everything else. And we think we have control of our brain. But as we've all probably experienced, especially in that situation that Taylor just explained, her brain took over. And in those situations, whether it's five years later and you're being triggered and your brain's taking over to point out that you've been triggered, it also happens in the moment. It happens the moment something takes place and your body and your brain is like, hey, I'm going to take over. I'm going to be in the driver's seat real quick because I don't think you're ready to navigate this in the way that you need to. So don't be hard on yourself for looking back and wishing you would have done something different because regardless of how much you look back and you wish, you're not going to change it. And your brain and your body and your decision-making skills and your problem-solving skills in that moment did what you needed to do to be where you are now. And usually my coping mechanisms, it's fight or flight, and I go in flight. And in the relationship, my flight, when I couldn't physically leave the moment, was just be there, be quiet, and don't be a burden, whatever you do. So in the car when this happened, my brain, again, reverted to that flight mentality. Mm -hmm. And because it was Austin, I was able to acknowledge what was happening to me and and still feel the flight mentality of just Mm -hmm. wanting to shut the fuck up and, like, look out the window. But because of who it was and the fact that it wasn't the same man, Mm -hmm. I told Austin, like, do not talk to me for the rest of the night. And now I know like that wasn't like a, I don't want you to talk to me for the rest of the night. I mean, I don't want that person that I just encountered and like caused me to remember this situation. Like I can't handle any more communication right now. I physically cannot sustain any more talking because every other time before that moment, I would have gotten fucking yelled at or, Mm -hmm. Who knows? You know, so it's just fucking crazy, dude. Like triggers are there. They're there even if you don't know that they are. Like sometimes you don't even know that you have a trigger point until it's pressed. And then you're like, what the fuck? That was me. Yeah. Like, why do I feel this way? And when you get hit with that, that's when, you know, take a break, relax, give yourself some grace, like chill out for a second, allow yourself to just be where you're at, do whatever you need to do in the moment to feel better, whatever that looks like for you. But then don't forget about that moment. I think that's the issue a lot of people have is is they they're triggered, they feel it, and then they go into the mode of you know, let me feel better right now. What can I do to feel better in the moment? And then they start to feel better. And then they forget about the thing that happened that made them not feel good in the first place. And if you're not addressing it at any point, then it's going to happen again. And if you don't want it to keep happening, you have to look it in the face. Yeah. And it's almost like being triggered is like such an easy thing too at times. Like it could be just the words being used again in the same way, in the same context to you that makes your mind flash back to a moment where you didn't feel right. Your body didn't feel safe. You know, like there have been times when Austin said stuff to me before that like I've heard from exes before and I'll just look at him and I'll say like, you know, you can word that better, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to tell me da 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 da. You can say it like this. Mm-hmm. And I 
recognize my own growth in that moment mm-hmm. because I'm able to communicate like, hey, buddy, I'm not comfortable with how you're talking to me right now. And I would appreciate it if you used these words instead, because, you know, we're partners. We're not going to be bickering like this. Like you do not need to go and talk to me in that way. So that's growth. But the fact that, you know, words were paired with an action, that's that was my tipping point. So you could be encountering the same situations and scenarios with different people. But until it hits a certain point that really sends you back into the moment that you have not addressed yet, you're not going to understand how much of a weight mm-hmm. has been placed on you for mm-hmm. so long. And that's a blessing and a curse, like a blessing because I've been able to go five years not really feeling like I've been truly significantly impacted by that relationship, which is just foolish of me to ever even think of. And it's it's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to show up. In one way or another, whether you're 10, 15 years down the line or if you only make it two months out, it's going to happen. Yeah, it, this shit always comes back up. It's it's what you said on the anxiety episode about that beach ball. Yeah, you keep shoving it down you and then it. all of a sudden you can't push it's it down anymore. Back. Big old explosion. Mm hmm. That's I mean, the same the same thing happens with this stuff is like as much as you want to shove it down, it's going to come back up. And the further you shove it down, the bigger the splash it's going to make. So go ahead and pick your poison. And, like, do it on your own terms. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely do it on your own terms. If I had this realization and then didn't have the follow-up thought of, like, oh, fuck, i got to bring this up in therapy now. Better make an appointment. Then I wouldn't be down on myself right now. Because that's not where I would be at in my journey. Maybe I'm just acknowledging that it still needs to be addressed, but I'm not comfortable really truly sitting with it yet and talking about it to someone else. I mean, there are things that happen in this relationship and ways that I was affected in this relationship that literally no one knows of. And I almost feel like, like since starting this podcast, your mouth goes and tells me every freaking week, I feel like that my brain is just blocking things out that I don't know. And every time you say that, I just think about like, oh God, what have I forgotten that I probably shouldn't have, you know? And it's, it's usually always like back to that relationship yeah but you forgot it for a reason you forgot it for survival purposes because he was an asshole he was an asshole i like that you said um that you had that conversation i don't know if it was related to this moment specifically that we've been talking about but you said that you looked at austin and you said hey you said it this way and like i get what you're trying to say but here's a different way to approach it with me that is so important and that is another reason why it's important for you as an individual to digest these moments So you can better understand them for yourself, but also because then it gives you a better understanding of yourself. So that way, when you're interacting with others, whether it's a platonic relationship or a romantic one, you understand that that's a trigger point for you. And then you're more prepared for it when something else happens that's similar to it. And you're less likely to react as if it's the original situation. You can kind of pause and say, okay, that's a trigger for me. I didn't love how that made me feel, but I know I'm in a different situation now. My body, my brain understands that. So in this moment, I'm going to use this as a teachable moment, a life lesson. Hey, this is what just happened. I understand you didn't mean it how I took it. Here is some advice 
about how I think we could go about this in the future. So that way I don't have the reaction that I would have. And it just makes things smoother and easier. And that's the importance of communication with yourself and with your partner and giving examples of like, hey, say it this way. That's also super helpful because just telling them to change it isn't always like the easiest thing. Exactly. And I was just going to say, like, to answer your question. No, I didn't say it just then during that moment. I've said that throughout conversations, interactions, whatever, because I felt comfortable with that. Like this Mm -hmm. man also made communication seem like easy, breezy, beautiful when we first started talking. And he was like, it's never going to work if you don't talk. How are you feeling? What's going on? Mind you, I was also going through a breakup. So the fact that he was so accepting and understanding of that set our relationship up on a great foot Mm -hmm. to start out on because it was already understood, you know, you're coming from stuff. I'm coming from stuff, too. But, Mm -hmm. hey, it doesn't matter because no matter what, I want to be with you. So I'm going to support you going through it. I'm going to support you when you're finished digesting it all. And after that, like, we're going to continue to be us because that's the most important thing. So the fact, though, that I did have these conversations with him and I did share how I would appreciate being addressed and talked to, especially when it's something that, you know, it's not all it's not all peaches and cream. (laughs) I was literally thinking that. That's so funny. that That's what you said. (laughs) It's going to be like. Taylor, you know, pick up your shit, do some more of this, da da da, whatever. But like, these are also conversations that I would have with a roommate, you know? These are conversations that I would have with my best friend. These are things that we just need to get used to living together, being with each other. So having those conversations, recognizing, hey, I don't really like how you said that because it made me feel this way. And just a reminder, you know, I've been through this. So I would just appreciate it if you could keep it in your mind. I mean, also, Let's just throw this out there. Austin has told me time and time again that he hates being interrupted. And it's not like, I hate being interrupted. It's a kind way of, listen, like, it's hard for me to remember things. (laughs) If you interrupt me in the middle of it, then odds are I'm not even going to remember what I was trying to tell you. So if you could just, like, hold off a minute, then that would be good. And I'm like, okay, great. But again, I'm human. He's human. These things happen. And, like, Thank God that we're in the places that we are in our lives and we've been through the things that we already have because we understand that when one of us fucks up in a way like this, it's not because we don't love the other person. We don't care about their needs and what they need for their healing. It's just because we made a fucking mistake. Like, I'm sorry, I accidentally stepped out of my lane. I, mm-hmm. I promise I'm going to try better. Not I promise I'm going to remember it and do mm-hmm. it every single time mm-hmm. and you're going to be fine. I promise I'm going to try better and be a better partner and be a better me. Since having those conversations, though, when this incident happened, it took me a, a bit longer to process because it hit harder. And it even took me like longer to truly communicate how much that affected me. Like I told him that night when I had gotten home from the morning incident, crying, going into work of giving a a teenager money. Like I told him, I was like, yeah, I just uh, almost started bawling on my way in. He was like, Oh, okay. And then like my tears started to form my eyes. We both just watched them. And he thought like, okay, that's it. Cause I don't, I don't cry like a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And then later I was just like, I looked at him and I was like, I'm really fucked up. 
And he just looked at me and he's like, can I, can I hold you? Because Aww. he thought that I still didn't want him to talk to me. Right? And I was like, yeah. And I just started crying. And I told him like that incident made me feel very triggered. And I shared, you know, it's because I've never had a partner that made me feel like I could be 100% myself. Mm-hmm. And I cannot emphasize how like impactful that was. Like mm-hmm. even that moment, that realization that I have felt like I've always kept like a little bit of Taylor back, like a mm-hmm. little bit of me just because like people leave, mm-hmm. you know, things change. And that's the only thing I've ever known. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's all a fucking learning curve. Every chapter of your life, you have to figure out a different way to move, a different way to cope, and a different way to just fucking run with it. And hopefully by the end of your book, you're no longer running from the shit that you can't change anymore. Hopefully you're running to who you were destined to become. And that doesn't fucking happen without going through the hard shit and really overcoming it. Yeah. And I know I say this on a lot of episodes, but I feel like I just need to keep reiterating it. We are not pros. We don't have this figured out. Practice makes fucking perfect. We are here talking about things that we are actively trying to practice in our own lives to become better versions of ourselves. And we're just choosing to share it with the public so you can practice with us and you can be on this journey with us of self-exploration and, you know, being who you want to be, being your highest, best self. Um, And it's okay to fuck up. And don't derail all of the progress you've made and all the growth you've experienced because you fuck up and you react a certain way that you don't want to react. That's going to happen. Just like I still fucking do it. I come on the show and I preach all of these things to you. And then Christian and I will get in a fight about something fucking dumb as shit. And I'm like, damn, (laughs) I literally just talked about it on the podcast about not doing that and how to avoid that situation. And here I am not taking my own fucking advice. So it's a it's okay. Like you're not going to be perfect all the time. Practice makes perfect. And the more you practice pausing and thinking about it in the moment and talking to yourself and those communication like guidelines and tips and tricks, like the more you start practicing those things and incorporating them in your life, the more frequently you'll see yourself doing them without even thinking about it. And that's what we're trying to get to. We want to make this stuff secondhand nature. We want to be able to in the moment be like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about what I just did, but I did what I needed to do. It becomes muscle memory. And that's that's all we're trying to do here. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I have we a challenge. For I me, challenge. for the listeners. Challenge for the listeners. For the listeners. I think that everyone listening to this episode, try it for a week. Try to have a feeling. And then to yourself or to someone else, if it if someone else caused that feeling, Address it verbally. Mm -hmm. If it's a bad feeling, especially practice this and say, hey, you know, that made me feel or I feel blank when you da da da. And don't end it there. Don't just tell the other person that they made you feel that way. Think about it. And how would you prefer to hear it? How would it be easier for you to process it and cope with it? Like, 
I mean, you could even do that if someone did something great for you. Like, I was going to say, even like Shay, you brought me a coffee. I would say, hey, I I just wanted to let you know it really made my day this morning that just starting it with the coffee. Thank you so much for thinking of me, like saying the feelings and addressing them and bringing them into your actual life that you're living day to day helps Mm -hmm. you think of them easier because then it's not just happiness that you're feeling. It's I feel happy because then Mm -hmm. it's not just anger that you're feeling. It's I'm really frustrated because, and you can pinpoint exactly what's causing that way easier. Mm -hmm. And then in the process, you're validating yourself with that because of this. And I I love that challenge. I think that's a great challenge, except let's take it a step further. One negative emotion, identify the emotion, figure out why, talk to the person, express it vocally positive same thing with a positive emotion i love the coffee example like that's another thing is like again as much as we push down the bad stuff we almost push down the good stuff too we play it off like oh well that's what's supposed to happen like no they did a nice thing for you instead of playing it off and being like oh thanks for the coffee like i really appreciate what you did and this made me like this put me on a good foot today i started on a good foot and this really helped me to have a better day today like thank you so much for doing that that shit not only makes you feel good makes the other person feel good and on top of that you're doing a little bit of conditioning there so she's probably gonna bring you another coffee at some point so when oh yeah brother but i mean guys this is all this is main character energy like This is what we're talking about. Live in your life in this moment. Feel what you're supposed to be feeling. It's happening for a reason. It's happening for you so you can become who you're supposed to be and be that main fucking character in your own goddamn life. Yeah. Fucking be disheveled. Whatever. Let yourself try and harness it. Mm-hmm. And then address it when when you're ready and with the right people. But address it. Don't just push it down to push it down. All right. Skeleton Squad, we love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next Monday. See you next week. Bye. Bye.